Welcome back, dear listeners, to another episode of the Through the Banner podcast. My name is Casper McLeod, and uh, we are now at round six of the AFLW season. We'll put this pretty quick as the round has technically started. We're midway through the Friday night game between the Dogs and the Blues, so this will be a pretty quick recap of round five action. It was a round full of great games, lots of close contests, and unfortunately some blowouts as well. We'll get to the highlights and the lowlights straight away. Highlight number one, Fremantle for me. They looked the first couple of trips to Melbourne uh, really kind of overawed by the process of leaving Western Australia and getting on a plane. They looked nowhere near, uh, nowhere, nowhere close to victory against Collingwood or against Essendon. So to come up against a top four contender in Richmond and to beat them in Melbourne was, I think, a really, really, really impressive performance from Fremantle. Um, I thought even though they didn't kick a goal in the last quarter, there was a great amount of defensive effort from Frio to hold Richmond off. Perhaps a little bit lucky that the Tigers were so inaccurate, but Fremantle, what a start it was, kicking three goals to just one behind in that first quarter, really set them up for what was a big win on the road for them. Second highlight for the season and for a team that has been on the low lights uh, quite a lot this year, the West Coast Eagles getting it done once again against Port Adelaide in Perth. It was a great win by the West Coast Eagles and finally, they're on the board for the 2023 season when it was all on the line in the last quarter. Two goals to one was enough. Port Adelaide, they were a little disappointed in this game, just kicking the nine behind. So they had their opportunities, but the Eagles, in the end, getting their first win of the season. Another major highlight for me, the Saints, after such a slow start to the year, had that absolute brain uh, barnstorming quarter against Collingwood. And then to come out a week later and ruin the return home for the Western Bulldogs at Witten Oval the first time since last year that they had played at Witten Oval. And uh, to win as convincingly as they did, they should be fully commended for that. St Kilda really set up that win in what was a pretty, pretty dominant first half of football on the scoreboard, particularly actually looking at the scoreboard more so the third quarter there, setting it up. Um, bit of an unusual last quarter where neither team hit the scoreboard, but didn't have to in the end, St. Kilda. And the other highlight I want to mention, the defensive effort of the Kangaroos to hold for the first time this year a team to no goals at all for the entire game. They come out absolute breathing fire, the Kangaroos, after what was pretty disappointing performance last week. And they've managed to back that up with a dominant, dominant, dominant game defensively. They didn't put a lot of score on the, uh, they didn't put a lot of goals on the Giants as I thought they might have, but they didn't need to in the end. And that defense from North Melbourne is a legitimate force to be reckoned with in the competition. For every single highlight, there's a low light though. And I do think the Giants need to be mentioned for a season that has had a lot of clubs actually improve on the uh improve on the 
uh, score in front and we're actually seeing scores improve. We're actually seeing higher scores. We're seeing closer games. We're seeing higher scoring games. Um, it's taken until round five for us to actually get a game without where a team didn't kick a goal. And unfortunately for GWS, it's shown how much they've regressed over the last few years to the point where this year they not only got crushed really in a disappointing last quarter by the Swans, um, conceded one of the highest scores of the season against Melbourne, but now also kicked the lowest score of the season quite comfortably themselves up against North Melbourne. And I know it's really difficult to play the Kangaroos, especially their home ground here at Arden Street, but what a disappointment that was from GWS and time is quickly running out for them to grab a crucial, crucial, crucial victory. Another low light I want to mention are the dogs. They've been heavily criticized by their coach. They've been heavily criticized by industry experts here for their disappointing start to the year zero and five after making the finals last year. Their finals hopes is now pretty much uh, extinguished. And it was a disappointing start to the game with everything on the line up against a club that they would have they would have thought themselves a very, very, very good chance to actually win this game considering the Saints woes so far this year. And to start the season, to start the game, excuse me, with just three goals to one, I think it's been a really, really, really disappointing start. And it's just a lapses in games. They hit the front of the dogs in midway through that second quarter and you actually thought, okay, well, maybe they can get a little run on here. And then from that point onwards, they just got absolutely hammered for the rest of the game. And to not even offer a yelp in the last quarter is really, really disappointing. Not many other low lights. It wasn't like there was any real kind of standout low performances. They might just get stuck straight into the round six previews. Now, the Carlton Blues currently lead the Dogs by 24 points. Yeah, right towards the end of the third quarter, which probably means the fact that they would have gotten the victory. I do think I tipped Carlton to win this game. It's been a pretty impressive season from the Blues so far to sit just inside the eight at this point. The games on Saturday will get stuck into. It starts off with a bottom four battle. The Eagles coming off their first win of the year travel to Sydney to take on the Greater Western Sydney Giants in Blacktown. And this game has the potential to go either way. I think the Giants will hopefully come out angry and actually play competitive football from the start of this. But the Eagles might actually use that win against Port Adelaide last week as a bit of a springboard to actually get a a, a crucial crucial, crucial win on the road and hopefully build some momentum into next season. I do believe strongly that you can finish your season off stronger. Uh, sorry, you can start your season the way that you ended your previous one. And so the Eagles, if they want to start climbing their way up the ladder, they have to take care in games like this and they have to grab the wins. And I'm I'm thinking that they'll do exactly that. GWS, uh, unfortunately, they're the worst team in the competition by far with the worst percentage by far, and I don't think it will get any better for them. I'm tipping the Eagles to win. We'll go from a bottom four battle to the battle of the two teams that are yet to taste defeat in season 2023, and it's Melbourne versus Adelaide. They played each other in a grand final last year and also in a prelim final, and once again, these two teams are standing 
head and shoulders above the rest. Melbourne came into the game against Geelong, missing one of their best players in Taylor Harris, and still absolutely dominated Geelong in what was a very impressive victory down in the Cattery. And now the Crows play for the first time this year a top-four contender. I think the Crows have been very impressive, though they have had a very easy run so far this year. Melbourne, I think, has shown the fact up against some of the best teams in the competition that they've played so far. Haven't been many, but when they have had those games against the likes of Geelong, they have looked so much better than absolutely everyone else. I cannot see them losing this game, especially in Melbourne at Casey Fields. It's going to be another win for the Demons and it will be another win to this imposing win streak, which I believe is the longest win streak in AFLW history. If it's not the longest, it's one of the longest. Melbourne, to win this one closely by about 10 points or so. We go to an interesting game at RSEA Park, excuse me, at St. Kilda's home training ground here in Melbourne, and it will be the Saints taking on the Hawks, St. Kilda. On a little bit of a run here, an impressive comeback victory against Collingwood and an impressive win against the Dogs at the Dogs' home ground in Hawthorne. Well, they're they're showing it's much like the men's Hawthorne team. They may be one of the the weaker teams in the competition, but they're definitely punching above their weight more often than not. I think because the momentum that St. Kilda are building, and momentum is a crucial thing in football, I'm tipping the Saints to win this one by about 15 to 20 points. We go on to Port Adelaide versus the Sydney Swans at Alberton Oval in South Australia. This should be a fascinating game of football between the two expansion sides and a game that is pretty difficult to tip, to be perfectly honest with you. This is probably one of the coin, one of those games that's a real coin toss uh, heading into this round. I think Port Adelaide will be really disappointed that they let the opportunity slip against West Coast. They had more scoring shots than the Eagles. Um, and I think that on the goal scoring front, players like Gemma Houghton, he's, she's such a, a strong, dominant uh, player, could have really grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck. Didn't take that opportunity. And now they're looking for their second win of the year. And they haven't won yet in South Australia. They present presented with a good opportunity up against the Swans team that had a narrow, narrow, narrow defeat against Carlton and now have to travel two weeks in a row. It's really difficult for teams to travel two weeks in a row and to back up a solid performance on the road with another one immediately afterwards. Port won pretty comfortably last year when these two teams played, and I think it'll be the same situation here. It'll be a three to four goal win to the power. And we'll go to Brisbane versus Collingwood for a couple of years in a row. This was a finals matchup in both 2021 and from memory uh, would have been in 2022, uh, not for a couple of late season losses for the Pies in season seven. I think the Lions and the, the Lions are a team that I think are one of the most impressive in the competition because they're able to kind of withstand the challenges of losing players to injuries and losing players to trade. And that forward line is still really, really dominant from Brisbane, despite losing the best goal-kicking player in the competition in Jess Wardlaw to St. Kilda in the offseason. Collingwood, an important win against the Bombers to keep their season just on track. But up in Brisbane uh, at Brighton Homes Arena in Ipswich, in fact, just outside of Brisbane, 
I think that the Lions will turn the table on the Pies. I know it's not the same thing as winning an AFL grand final, but there'll be a little bit of solace. The Lions to get the win by about seven goals. And then on to Sunday, we've got the uh, second year in a row, the Bombers and the Cats at Reed Oval in Warnable down the Great Ocean Road uh, in Victoria. Again, the two teams are coming off disappointing performances in round five. The Cats let themselves down, I think, in a big way against Melbourne. That was an opportunity to kind of stamp themselves as a real contender this year, and they show that they're perhaps not quite there yet. Well, the Bombers, an opportunity to to catch a, a magpie outfit that has had a disappointing season to date and, again, showed that they weren't quite up to it. Both teams looking for the rebound here. Last year, Geelong defeating Essendon in Warnable. And I think the problem with Essendon being such a young team is that as the season starts to go on, it will start to get a little bit hotter, start to get a little bit warmer, though it's pretty cold at the moment. And I think that will advantage Geelong a lot. Uh, they'll be more used to the conditions as a, as a more experienced team and a more experienced squad, and they'll run out easy victory, uh, easy victors here by about three to four goals as an Essendon supporter. I hope that I am wrong, but outside of the likes of our leaders, I just can't see the Bombers uh, having enough winners all over the ground to get the job done here. Now we go to Icon Park in Melbourne, and this game is really, really, really interesting because you have a Richmond Tigers team that is coming off a really disappointing performance against Fremantle and a great opportunity to keep in uh, on, on track with the top four. They let slip at this same ground last week. Meanwhile, Gold Coast... Yes, they lost to the Crows last week. And I know what I said about the travel factor back-to-back weeks, especially for interstate clubs. But this Gold Coast team, they've really turned it around from round one and they have looked extremely impressive. I would not be surprised if they get the win here. And in fact, I am tipping them to get the W and to put pressure on Richmond to keep a spot inside the top eight. The Suns to get the win by less than a goal. And finally, we go... To the 5 p.m. game, it's Fremantle versus North Melbourne. 5 p.m. local time here in Victoria. It'll be about 2 p.m. in Western Australia on the Sunday at Fremantle Oval. The Dockers, an impressive win on the road, and now they're back home where they look really impressive at home. They had to drop a game, but North Melbourne being one of the premiership contenders, they're just so difficult to play against. And Fremantle, even though they're in Perth, I think that they'll drop a game for the first time in Western Australia this year by, or I think will be closer than what a lot of people think. I'm tipping North Melbourne by about 10 points. I'm really looking forward to that Melbourne versus Adelaide game, a potential preview of the season uh, grand final here. It was the grand final in season six last year uh, at the start of the year, the first AFLW season. Uh, and the one just before the final expansion came through. And both of these clubs have withstood expansion really, really well to set themselves up again. It, I think, will be a a preview of potentially a grand final, if not a prelim final at least. And with the way that both clubs' fixture is set up here, 
with the back half coming up against some other premiership contenders. This could well decide which of these two clubs will finish inside the top two and gain a home qualifying final. So it is set to be absolutely massive. Dear listener, thank you for listening to this quick episode of the Through the Banner podcast. Join us next week to review all round six action and preview round seven. Until then, sign out.